Hello, listeners. Today's topic is one of that has been personally affecting me in the last year or so. There's so much information out there about work-life balance and how we can manage it. But I'm starting to realize that it's similar to any disease such as alcoholism, for example. We know it's bad for us, our health, our relationships, and still, with all the tools available to us, we still end up repeating the same patterns and cannot get out of our heads in order to do what's best for us. Milena and I might not have the right answers or the magic potion to solve the work-life balance crisis our generation is facing, but we do hope you find some comfort in knowing that you are not alone and that maybe if we continue to discuss it in a more open manner, eventually we will have a healthy way of living. So with no further ado, this this is episode number 14 of Mama Relax. How do you realistically manage work-life balance? Hi, Milena. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. Really good. Um, Busy week, but all good. Yeah, it's been a crazy week. Well, you already know a little bit, but um, it yeah. actually goes hand in hand with this week's episode because it's been a rough couple of weeks. Um, like, you know, I started like a new job, so it's been a little hectic there because I, I did take like a little time off from the working force for like about three months. So coming back and just, I was, my head was so, I was so determined to, you know, have my boundaries in place and like promise myself, like, you're not going to work late. You're going to shut down your computer. You're not going to be like doing this bad habits over and over again. And of course this week, this was my fourth week and I've been doing all the contrary in the last two, three weeks, like staying late, answering calls after like 6 p.m., like just crazy. So I think that this episode comes in the best time so that I can kind of like talk it through. <laughs> Hopefully you can yes, bring me down exactly. because it's been insane. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, but you're not alone. So I I read a lot of articles um, before, you know, to prepare for today. And I actually found that a lot of studies show that more than 60% of Americans feel like work-life balance is off. So, you know, especially, I guess, like not being from here, I do notice the difference, you know, that here people really like, they leave to work. And people identify themselves so much with their job. So, you know, when people lose their jobs or when, you know, their career doesn't turn how they they expected or they wished. And, you know, when something goes wrong at work, because it's really, some things are out of your control. And, you know, the decisions that your boss or your boss boss is going to make, it's going to, you know, it's different. And even if you are the boss, even if you are the president of the company, like, you know, in 2007, the the market crashed. So, you know, so many people, they really like lost their minds because they identified themselves as their job. And so once the job is not there anymore, then they really lost themselves in like a big, deep way. And that's very dangerous. So, you know, 
keeping a life work balance it's very very important but nobody teaches in schools you know kids how to to do that you know like and as an adult like when you are taking college classes you also don't you know you don't learn that so it's really when you're like on a breaking point that I feel that people start looking for a way out or answers or you know if they're going to therapy or whatever like that's how they kind of start looking for for the solution but maybe it's already kind of late so you know what are the things that people can do before it gets to this breaking point where you know so many people find themselves um so I feel that you know, we, we're going to talk about this today. And it's, I mean, it sucks that this is happening to you, but at the same time, you were like a great example for the episode. <laughs> I know. I'm like the, literally, you look at um, what the model I, child. <laughs> <laughs> you find my face on the dictionary. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I think that for me, at least, and I, and I think a lot of people can relate to this is like, I I always have pride in what I do, right? So I'm never going to just half ask something. Like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it right. So I put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, But what I've noticed as well in my experience, and I think this applies to everyone as well, is like we are so quick to go and look back at our boss and say, you know, oh, he, he's stepping over my boundaries or, you know, I have like an, a cr- crazy amount of work, but at the end of the day, are we really asking ourselves, like, have we set our boundaries with our boss? Are we being, um, are we communicating that we have too much of a workload? What are we doing on our end to help our case? You know, I think a lot of times we complain and then we are miserable, but we're not doing anything to actually change our situation. Um, And that's when I realized that work-life balance is not going to depend on what the companies are doing. For example, a lot of companies nowadays are, you know, giving you like, oh, no, no, no calls on Fridays with clients, or, you know, you must like take that hour break and put it on your calendar, or they're trying to give us like free gym um, classes so that, you know, you can practice in the middle of the day. They can do everything they want. But if you don't take that break, if you don't put that on your calendar, if you're not actually stepping away and going for a walk, then that's not on your company. That's, that's on you. So that's where we run into this work-life balance, is it realistic and how can we apply it in our own lives and like take responsibility on it to actually achieve it? Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent, you know, like, yes, we can blame other people, but at the end of the day, you are allowing other people to do that to you. So yes. And actually, um, you know, doing my homework, um, by its very definition, work-life balance impacts all areas of the life, right? So as we are all very different creatures, um, you know, it can impact people in a very different way. So when I feel overwhelmed, I get into like this, I get like really angry and anxious and I take it off, you know, on the people closest to me. And some other people will start feeling like very physical um, symptoms. So I found like an article that described, you know, like some characteristics associated with that imbalance. So maybe if you, you know, check mark for more than, let's say, half of this, then you maybe need to do some research and start working on your 
life imbalance because a lot of times we don't know we have the problem because let's say you know my dad wasn't a workaholic like a completely workaholic like his picture should be right next to the word workaholic like my dad was like that and me and my brother watching him like we try to do completely opposite of what he did because we know you know he lost a lot of his health he lost a lot of um time with the family like my dad was never present in family functions because he was always working 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 and he couldn't stop like it's literally like somebody with a um like a drug abuse like they it's really hard for them to stop and like we don't see work as something like you know substance abuse but it really is anything that you're doing access is bad even work so you know if if you know if somebody wouldn't point to this to my dad he would completely deny but you know maybe if he had like some true conversations with himself he would be like okay i check all these boxes so i just want to read this to you guys so maybe you know if you check the boxes you can Maybe I checked the boxes too. So, so let's go. You can't stop thinking about work when you are not at work. Those who find it difficult to draw boundaries between work and life are at a high risk of burnout. And, I definitely feel like that. <laughs> oh, and it's happened to me. I've been there. You know, that was one of the main reasons where I was like, I have to leave my job because I was so burnt out and I knew I needed to like step away and like, it's so sad that you have to get to that point. I think I told you before, like I was at a point where like my left arm was completely going numb mm -hmm. and it was literally because of stress, my being on the computer, not standing up to eat, um, just working, working, working because, you know, it's like you want to get everything done so that you can have that Saturday, Sunday kind of off. You know what I mean? And you don't have to think about it, but it doesn't matter because you're still, there's so much anxiety being built up that when Sunday comes around, like <laughs> Sunday scaries are a real thing. My friend, <laughs> Sunday scaries are legit. Like come Sunday and I am dreading my life. I'm like, Oh my God, like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but again, I think that a lot of it is, it's on us for sure. Like we just need to ask those, those hard questions. Yeah. Okay. So we both check for number one then. So let me read yeah. it. So <laughs> your relationships, both inside and outside of work are beginning to suffer. You might be easily irritated with coworkers and distant with loved ones. Yes. Yep. Check mark. Okay. Yep. You feel off. You have unexplained aches and pains. Oh my God, you just talked about this. Yep. You might really have energy or find it difficult to focus when at work. Yep. yep. Okay. You know what the saddest part is too? I feel like my memory ha has been affected. I at work can remember, and I don't know if this happens to you or anybody that's listening, but at work, I can remember everything. Like I can remember, I don't even sometimes have to do like a to-do list. I can remember everything on the spot because I'm so in it, but come to my regular personal life and I can't remember anything. I can't remember when I make appointments. I can't remember when I have like outings with friends. Like that's how much it, it affected me. Um, on a physical and mental level. Yeah, but of course, you know, like your your brain can take that much. It's crap. And that's the crap. So, yeah, that's normal. I feel that, you know, the problem is that workaholics or like people that work a lot and have like this burnouts, um, you know, 
struggle with the self-care part, we just go into this fight flight freeze mode and all those stress hormones are released in the body. So those stress hormones aren't supposed to be running through our veins constantly. And so your body starts to not feel well. And, you know, if we neglect it, disease starts to happen. So, you know, when, when you have like all these deadlines and you're like always stressed thinking about work, like in your, like your physical body, it's like you're running from a lion, you know, like it's the same response that your body takes, you know, you're like under all this pressure or like you're running for your life. It's like your body acts the same way. And so all this hormones that go to your body that are related to stress like it's for you to survive but when you have all that in your body all the time your body starts to break down because it's just too much stress that's why they say that you know what use is stress um and it's true because those hormones are not supposed to be there all the time they're supposed to you know like come to your body when like an extreme emergency is happening but you know depending on the job like extreme situations are happening all the time so it's it's a real struggle for sure yeah, for sure. It is. It's, um, it's something that we need to definitely like take uh, seriously because like I said, it does affect you on a physical level, on a mental level. And even though it's, you know, I would put it on the same, on the same level, like you said, on, you know, somebody that abused, like it's an alcohol addict or a drug addict, like these things do affect you on a very like personal level. And like, there's so much stress built up. I think that one thing, and this is something that I need to be better on, like everything that we share on this podcast, like we're going through as well. I think we mentioned that multiple times, like we don't have everything figured out. We don't have a magic potion, but you know, everything that we are trying to like communicate here, we're trying ourselves as well. And one thing that I think that will help me Um, And this is something that I need to figure out is maybe finding a hobby because I feel like a lot of us don't love our job, um, which, you know, hopefully in the next generations, this will kind of change and people will realize that in order to for us to like be the most productive and best our best selves, we have to like kind of be doing what we love. But for us that we're already in this, you know, shit show, because it truly is a shit show. um, then finding some outlets, like if you have a job that you don't absolutely love, but at least it's something that, you know, you, you like, you know, this is where you're, that's what's paying your bills and everything. But if you can find an outlet, um, a, a true hobby that you can prioritize, because a lot of this is reprioritizing, you know, we put work first, like it's the most important thing in our life because, you know, it pays the bills and we feel so limited. Like we feel like maybe our, like you mentioned before, like, you know, you are so identified with your job that losing that is like terrifying, right? But yeah. I feel like if we find something where we can reprioritize and it doesn't have to be because a lot of people have re- realizations that they're, they don't have good work-life balance when they have kids, right? And they see, oh my God, I'm, I'm missing time with my children. But what about those like us that don't have kids? Why, you know what I mean? Like, let's not wait till we have a reason to, a bigger reason. Let's figure out our bigger reason. Now let's find the things that we're passionate about that, you know, we are not going to just be like, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, I I need to stop working at five because at six, I have, I don't know, dancing lessons. And that's truly my passion. And that's what makes me like release stress. So I feel like maybe if we find something like that, it can help alleviate a little bit of the stress that is built up just by doing the work all the time. 
Yes, for sure. Like just like in, you know, our diets where we need different types of food to stay healthy, you know, people need variety in how they spend their time too. So like you're saying, you can be working like 24 hours a day. We need to sleep. You need time to relax. You need time to spend with loved ones. You need time to eat. You need time to, you know, do other things. So your brain, so your whole body can, you know, experience this different things. And we may think that we can be productive all the time, which is another problem of, you know, our society is that we always think we have to be doing something and we have to be productive. You know, when you're on the couch, just thinking about life, like you're wasting time, but that's, that's just not true. You know, studies show that beyond a certain number of hours, employees actually do not produce, like they do not produce anything more. It's just affecting their, their health in a very negative way. Like all the extra time that they're putting through uh, at work is just affecting their health. So, you know, in Europe, you know, people take like a month off or three months off and it's like mandatory. You have, you take one month, three months off vacation, you know, like my friend, she's from Serbia and her maternity leave is one year, like 12 months and she can break down her 12 months maternity leave with her husband. So maybe she, you know, is six months at home and then her husband is six months at home and, you know, they can break down however they want. She took all 12 months and then the state actually pays for her salary, the same that her company was paying because her child is going to be a member of society. And then, you know, the state is paying, the country is paying for her to take care of the child. So it doesn't burn the company. It's like, a, it's a right based on, you know, that country. So anyways, the article was talking about how, you know, United States, people get two weeks vacation, which we all took two weeks vacation. And that's not enough. Like, I don't feel that it's enough. After you work 12 months, you know, and then you take two weeks vacation, those two weeks, like you have to choose in between relax or have fun because you cannot do both. You know, if you want to have a, like a real vacation, go somewhere, like two weeks is just not enough to disconnect from your job because that's what you need. Like we need to disconnect our brain 100% cut off from the job. Otherwise that's not vacation. If you're checking your emails, replying messages, you know, about work, you're not on vacation. Like you're not on vacation. And so the study shows that like United States is the country where people take the least amount of vacation. And especially like the higher you are in the company, like the least uh, vacation you're going to take. They say that. And that's where also here people have way more health issues than in other countries. You know, people feel so disconnected. They have more depression and, you know, all these problems. And it's like, you know, when you put two and two together, it makes so much sense. And people have all this pressure. It's like, of course, I want to go on vacation. You know, the people said on the article, of course, I want to go on vacation. But I feel that I might lose my job when I come back because I feel that I'm not going to be able to, you know, keep up with the workflow or, you know, maybe if I leave work everything is going to fall into pieces. So like, yes, maybe their company doesn't give them the right structure to take vacation, but maybe it's them putting all the pressure and assuming that everything is going to fall apart with, you know, when they, when they go away, because again, like my dad, that was the case. He would, he would not take more than like two days off. He would like lose his mind. I think the last time so we had vacation when I was seven years old. And that was the last time that we had like family vacation together. Like it has been 30 years. Yes. Then my dad took like a week off and went somewhere like, yes, no. And it's, it sucks. And so, you know, think about it. Like when you actually go on vacation and you, when you come back to work, you feel refreshed. You feel like ready for the challenge. Like you kind of miss work a little bit, you know, like, and you want to do good. you like, 
it's like going through sleep and wake up refreshed, like for a new day. It's like the same thing with vacation. It's kind of like going through sleep and wake up refreshed. And it's really necessary. But like in the society that we live nowadays, that you have, it's always like work, 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 work. Then, you know, there is no space to just sit down and do nothing, which is so important. Like when you do nothing is when creative thinking comes in. Like when you do nothing is when ideas come up. Not when you're on your phone looking through social media and whatever, because again, like you were giving your brain more work to do. It's like when you're literally truly doing nothing. And like, we don't know how to do that. Like, we don't know. I don't know how to do that. You know, if I'm not doing something, I'm like anxious and it sucks. Like I want to do nothing. It sucks. I'm right there with you. Like I'm always trying to do something. And you know, if I'm not doing something then I'm literally on my phone scrolling through social media um, it's not healthy. It's not okay because you're just trying to distract your, your mind from reality. And like what you're saying about vacation is so true. I think like, and again, it comes back to us, right? Like now companies, you know, are really giving people like so many days. Like I, my company gives me like 26 days vacation. And then you get like, um, you know, all the holidays and everything, but they can give you a hundred days. They can give you six months, but if you don't take it, exactly, then it's worthless. And I feel like we put that pressure on ourselves and, you know, we do, we, I, like, I know, for example, I went on vacation for two weeks. Let's say I, I, the last time I did that, I think it was like three, four years ago that I took two weeks vacation. Imagine two weeks straight. And I just remember being like, Oh my God, like, I don't want to go back to work. I didn't miss it, but it was because I didn't even have enough time to miss it. Like, And also I was just stressed out already. Like, oh, I need to, you know, get home. I was planning my trip around getting home two days before, just so that I can go through my emails, clean them up and not be stressed when I went into the office on Monday. But again, looking back on it, I feel like a lot of it, a lot of that fault came on me because I let myself get that stress. I didn't trust that I could just let go and, you know, understand that, understand that I'm a human being. I feel like we forget that we're human beings. We cannot move at the speed of technology. We have to kind of remember that we need, we're nature and we need to move at the speed of nature. And that is the truth. If we want to do things right and we want to keep our, health and both mentally and physically, we need to remind ourselves of that on a daily basis. You know, I, it's very common in the workplace for you to like get an email out. Somebody sends you an email and literally they're sending you a message on teams. Like, did you see my email? And it's like, it hasn't Um, even come through yet. Like, (laughs) but we are constantly thinking we need to reply to everything so quickly. And I think that's what happens. Like, we just need to put those boundaries. Like, no, I will check my email maybe a, twice or three times a day. I know it's hard. I can't do it. I hope one day I get to that part of my life. But it's true. We need to set those boundaries for ourselves. We can't look around and say, oh, this company or that company. No, if those, if you, it's truly the company, then you need to move, make some moves and get out of there. Yeah. And then, you know, be the, be the change you want to see in the world. I feel that that's so, yep. I, I love that, that quote, be the change you want to see in the world. And it's so true. So, you know, if you're treated like a robot 
the you know once you step it up and you become the boss don't treat your employees as robots like they also have lives they also have children they also have significant others they also may be single and have nobody and that's perfectly fine maybe they have a cat or dog or nothing and that's fine whatever they do with their time it's nobody else's business and that drives me crazy because you know what's the problem of you know turn off the computer and then just go to work the next day it's it should be like that i think it's in france that it's um it's against the law to email or to send any work correspondence after work hours like you 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 might get fired like it's against the law there because probably somebody had enough and be like no this is bullshit i can't do this anymore and you know i feel that it's a kind of a snowball effect so if your boss doesn't make the work environment comfortable enough for you to take time off have go on vacation not be 24-7 on your phone, text, you know, checking the, the messages or your email, then you feel like you cannot take a vacation. You feel that you cannot be off. You feel that you cannot take time for yourself. And then and then the more you give, then your boss is like, oh, she's fine working 24 hours a day. So let me give her more stuff. So it becomes this snowball effect. So something gotta break the cycle because otherwise it's just gonna keep on going on and on and on forever. And, you know, getting worse, literally like it's a snowball effect. Absolutely. So and the other thing, too, is like, like, I love what you say about like, be the be the change you want to see in the world, because a lot of us, even if we want to, and I'll use the vacation example again, or like working late, right? Like if the entire team is working late, including your boss, it's so much harder for you to be like, okay, I'm going to peace out at five. Like, everybody else is working, but I'm going to, I'm going to log off. It's so hard. And like, I, for me, that's one of the biggest things because I, I love to work in a team. Um, and you know, I'm always there to like help. I love helping people. And like, it's one of the things that I do like about like being part of a team, but I've realized that I've sacrificed myself a lot because I, you know, I'm think I'm going at the pace of everyone else instead of being the example of being like, you know what? I'm logging off at five and so should you. We will tackle this in the morning. Yeah. There you know, we go. We don't we don't do that. And it's um it's a problem and it's a problem for everybody. You know, I don't think it's and it I don't think it's anybody's fault. I think that we were all we're all in this environment where it is, you know, celebrated if you work over 40 hours a week and you, we have this sick mentality this sick idea in our heads that the more you work the better you're doing life and the better more money you'll make the you'll get that promotion and what i've realized is that if i'm not sleeping well if i'm tired if i you know all these things i can't i can't really give my 100% I can't come up with ideas. I can't, you know, be as organized. I can't tackle things throughout the day because I'm so tired. So it's not better to work more. I think it's better to work the amount of hours that you need so that you can work at the best, at your best capability, you know, because you're fresh, you can think straight. Um, no, but yeah. for sure, because you're, you're running on empty. So you can't give what exactly. you don't have. You cannot give what you have. And, you know, and the, and I feel that to add to the problem, like it was already bad, but then it got so much worse after COVID because like about 20% of U.S. workforce worked from home before COVID. That's, this is actually like a fact. I check it out. Mm -hmm. 20% of U.S. workforce worked from home 
pre-COVID. And then, you know, from one day to another, literally like overnight, 70% almost of, you know, people were working from home. And then forget about privacy, forget about time off, forget about life work balance when, you know, you're working from your kitchen table or from, you know, your dining room table or Mm -hmm. from like corner office that you made for yourself in your living room or bedroom. And then you have, you know, like your dog barking, kids screaming, your significant other doing whatever it is that he or she's doing. Or, you know, if you have roommates, even if you live by yourself, if you live by yourself, it's even worse because you don't even have somebody distracting you to be like, oh my God, I shouldn't be working anymore. Maybe it's dinner time. And, you know, I not even had lunch or breakfast today. So mm-hmm. when you're by yourself, it's we it's even harder to keep track of time when you're working from home and, you know, and have no contact with people and so forth. And so, you know, the work-life balance after COVID, it's way, way, way harder. And, you know, of course, it's there are some ups, uh, upsides with working from home, you know, like maybe... Before the meeting, you throw a load of laundry and, you know, you can kind of like make some, some, you know, housework goes on as you are working. But at the same time, like, it's really hard for you to, you know, turn off the, I'm not working anymore. Like, this is it. I'm done. Because, you know, you don't have to, let's say, clock out. You don't have to just close your computer and go to happy hour with your, with your coworkers. Like, you are just at home all the day in front of your computer or your phone. And those are your tools to work. So, it sucks. Like, and, you know, especially during COVID when parents were also homeschooling kids while they were working, it's like, my God, people need a medal, a trophy and, you know, wings to go to heaven because who survived <laughs> this? It's like an angel. It's crazy. It was I mean, crazy. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, I don't have kids and it was a tough adjustment. Not that I love working from home. I really do. I hope I never have to go back into like commuting every day, but it's true. Like when I was at an office, you know, I would leave my computer at my office. I came home and my home had nothing to do with my work. Like it was completely separate. Now you have everything together and like, you know, everybody's on the same boat. It's like, what are you really doing? Where are you going? Like, you're not doing anything. So do that, you know, like do work. Um, but I, it, it is a eye opener again, to make us kind of like reprioritize what's important in our lives. And I think if we wouldn't had, you know, COVID and all that, all the negative stuff that came with all of that, um, we wouldn't have had this kind of like, I feel like everybody is becoming aware of it, you know, um, it's painful. It's, you know, we're all going through it, I think in, in a sort of way. Um, but at least now we are aware of it, which one of the articles, um, there was an article at, on the Harvard business review and that's, they had like five steps, uh, like what you can do to like help the work-life balance again, bringing it back to the individual and not to the companies. Um, and that's one of their first ones, which is like pause and denormalize. And I, and that's basically just us becoming aware that this is not normal. We shouldn't just go with the flow when it comes to work and work, work, work. We need to kind of like become aware of that so that, you know, we can later make those changes and like we can actually make room to pay attention to our emotions, for example, because if you're always working and you're always on this like robot mode, you can't even stop and think to yourself to say like, do I even like what I do? Like, what is important? Is this really that serious? Is anybody? Oh my God. Yep. You know? <laughs> That's so funny because you're saying that and like those. Okay. So I want to go back to the, to like the, like the life work imbalance 
checklist because exactly what you said, it's like one of the items. And so, you know, we did the, you can't stop thinking about work. Your relationships get affected by your job. You feel off. And then when you're not at work, everything seems uninterest or unimportant. You just don't feel like doing anything unless you have to. You often turn down invitations further further isolating yourself from your friends. We kind of like get into this state of depression. That's Mm -hmm. one of the items. And then the other one is you spend a lot of money outsourcing support for personal tasks like laundry, dishes, mail piles up, you know, waiting for the day when you have time to get around cleaning your house and, you know, doing personal things. The other one is you struggle to take time off when you are sick, mentally strained, or when you need to take care of personal tasks. You don't remember your last vacation and you don't have plans to take one. The other one is you can't imagine doing what you do for the rest of your life. Even if you work in a field or a company you once loved, it feels impossible to to imagine continuing life as it is for long. And then this one it's like what you're talking about now. And then the next one as well, you always feel like you always feel like no matter what you are doing, you should be doing something else. Over time, this lack of presence and direction often leads to an existential crisis. Yes, yep. I completely identify with that. So, <laughs> so now we talk about the problems, we're going to talk about the solutions. So, you know, like Natalie was mentioning about the Harvard School of Business um, Research. It's yeah. hard to recognize that your normal is actually very much not normal. But exactly. that's the first step. You can fix a problem until you know you have a problem. Like this is like, you know, AA, AA steps. That's the first one. Like you recognize yep. you have a problem and then you can solve. <laughs> and then after that, you know, you can you can move forward with your life. Yeah. Yeah. And like the thing like, you know, that I loved about this article too was, you know, obviously what we know, we're not going to read, like, I feel like a lot of people know what needs to be done, but again, it's like using drugs, using alcohol, you know, it's bad for you, but you're still doing it because you're already like your body needs it. Right. So the same thing with work, once you are so in into work, like you don't have any hobbies, you don't have anything outside of work. It's hard to, to find joy in anything else because all you do is work, work, work. Right. But yeah. um, well, one thing that I, I love, I mean, the title of the, of the article is work-life balance is a cycle, not an achievement. And I love that so much because one of the things that I'm dealing with right now, just, you know, emotionally, I guess, is I keep beating myself up for falling into the same pattern of, you know, going back and like, I said, I would have boundaries and, you know, i not real like I am putting my boundaries and my foot down, but it's like sometimes I am picking up that phone after hours. Sometimes I am answering that email at nine in the in the afternoon. You know what I mean? So um, that to me hit me because it it was a reminder that this is not a one time thing. This is something that I have to work for every single day and remind myself every single day. If I really think on the bigger scheme of things, I'm you know. I have been working on being very aware of things in the last year and a half, maybe two years, which is really not a long time when you really think about it. Um, So just having that patience and knowing that, you know, it's something that you have to work at 
work on every single day. And you have to remind yourself, maybe for me, like meditating, the days that I meditate are the days that I'm more open to set those boundaries and stick to my boundaries, you know, so it's like, constant work every day and knowing that when you do fall back into those bad habits or you break your own boundaries, like not to beat yourself up and just understand that it's part of the process. Um, those things will continue to happen, especially in the beginning. And it's just kind of like being aware of it and saying, okay, it happened today or it happened this week, but I will be more aware, you know, tomorrow or the following week so that it's not a constant, a normal you know, uh, activity or a normal thing that I'm doing over time. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, like you're saying, it starts small, you know, although you might get anxious to get work life balance, you know, you have to start as small, like baby steps. You can just one day show up in the top of Everest. You have to literally like do a lot of physical work, get yourself together and take one step at a time. And only then you can achieve the top of the mountain. You're just not going to show up there you know we all know that shortcuts are never really shortcuts at the end of the the day they're actually like the hard way and the you know you have to go back and fix it at the end anyway so skip that step and actually do it the right way so maybe schedule time off for yourself and really put it put it on the calendar like i do that all the time like i put it on the calendar wednesday go to the movies. I, I, I don't know what movie I'm going to go see. I don't know what time, but like Wednesday, I'm going to the movies, like the end. I, I, I put it on the calendar and I make my calendar like very, um, I follow my calendar like a religion. Like I do not skip the stuff that I have it on my calendar. I really don't, you know, and go for a walk. Even if it's like, go for a walk around the block. If you work from home, just go outside walk around the block don't take your phone so you don't have to be bombarded with like you know text messages or the mail strong co-workers but like just go around the block and enjoy the day go take a you know take a breath you know uh maybe i don't know block out oh that really helps me to like block out um the noises that your phone makes like um when you get like notifications like block the notifications because like every time your phone is beeping it's driving you crazy you know even if it's like facebook somebody like a post or whatever like turn it off because the noise is just like making your brain think that it's like something like a life or death situation and you have to check the email and it's like most of the time it really isn't you know set time of like i i'm finished work eight o'clock five o'clock, whatever time, you know, your work is done, it's done, close the computer and go do something else, you know, so you can actually like really disconnect. Like Natalie said before, you know, like set those boundaries and and, and respect your boundaries and respect your coworkers' boundaries too, because maybe they're replying, maybe they're, you know, emailing you, texting you at 10 o'clock at night, but if you are answering, that's why they're writing to you. Or, you know, maybe you were the person that yesterday wrote to them. So maybe don't do that. You know, be the example and take care of yourself. It's so damn hard, but it's like so important. You know, when we are sick, take time off to to heal yourself. When you don't feel well, like when you need like just a day off to for your mental state, you don't have to have like a physical illness. Maybe you just need a day off for your mental health. Take it. Like, take it. Like, why not? Take it. You know, mindfulness makes imbalance harder to ignore. So when you practice mindfulness techniques like meditation or breath awareness, you become more in tune with your emotions and physical sensations. So you start paying attention 
to feelings that usually you would ignore. So like, let's say, you know, when I feel stressed, I feel like this tension on my neck and I, and I clinch my jaw. So like, I start feeling like pain on the side of my, my face because my jaw is like pressing so hard. So I know that like something is wrong. And I also like, I hold my breath when something is going wrong. Like I, I notice I hold my breath. So when I'm holding my breath, when like my jaw is like stuck together, you know, when I have tension on my shoulders, I stop and I think, what's wrong? And I started like looking around. Literally, I started looking around. And of course, usually nothing around me is wrong. It's inside. And then I started thinking like, okay, so what's wrong inside of me? And then I started looking at my thoughts and maybe like, you know, I'm creating some crazy scenario in my head that doesn't really exist outside. It's just in my head, but it's causing me all the stress and anxiety. And so, you know, but you need to practice the mindfulness so you can start identifying those um those signs that your body gives it to you because your body gives you signs we just ignore them you know you after sitting on your chair for 12 hours your body gave signs after hour number four but you just ignore and then after doing that a bunch of days then your body's going to be like okay everything else didn't work and then you're going to have like this crazy sciatica pain or this crazy back pain or something crazy you know like your arm was numb your body probably gave you signs before. You just ignored all of them until you like it hit you in the head with a brick and they're like, oh shit, okay, something's wrong. But maybe don't wait until that time. And again, it's hard, but you have to start somewhere. So, you know, and find maybe something you love to do, like you were saying, like a hobby. You know, I have a friend that she moved to Virginia and she started gardening and she has like such beautiful flowers now and in pots because she lives in an apartment. But she started gardening and she, you know, goes to groups of gardening, you know, discussion things and, and she loves it. I would never garden because I have a black tom and everything dies in my house related to plants. <laughs> like, but maybe actually very good because I clearly need it. Oh my but, you god. Know, I love, I love plants. I definitely there go. garden and stuff for sure. And now is the time, like it's just spring, like now is the time to plant, like plant dreams, plant seeds, plant everything. It's going to grow. <laughs> and, you know, yes. like I, I know how hard it is and I know that, you know, it's another thing. I feel like I hear it all the time, you know, and maybe because I'm, we're more involved with, you know, this, these specific topics, but it's like nowadays you always hear like, you need to learn this and you need to learn that. And like everything you, you thought it was right in your life is scrap it and now learn everything new. So it's like, I know it's a lot, but it's so amazing if you're here and that you are aware of it. Um, that's already a great step. You know, it's something that I, I struggle with patting myself on the back for that. Cause I do forget constantly that I'm not the same person I was a year ago. I have made so many like advances in my life. Um, but you know, sometimes those days do happen where like, I do step back and I'm back to my old ways and I, I beat myself up a little bit for it, but just reminder, he, I hope if it's not here, if, you know, if you take anything with you, it's that be kind with yourself. Um, there's a lot of things that we need to unlearn, but just the mere fact that you, you're aware of it is a huge accomplishment. Um, I know that that's something that, you know, I have to remind myself constantly of. And like when I do remember and I'm back in my senses, calm, <laughs> I, yeah. I do feel some sort of proud proudness 
for myself, you know, for, for knowing that, you know, at least I'm not sitting there and not doing anything about it. I know that it's there, I'm aware of it, and I'm able to set my boundaries a lot more now than I was a year, two years ago. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, pay attention to your own emotions. That's also on the article from the Harvard Business School. And then once you pay attention to your emotions, you're going to start noticing things that are actually important to you and you're going to reprioritize. You know, you're going to be like, okay, this is not important. Like, let's cross out of the list. This is important. You know, spend time with my family, like go out to dinner with my friends, like go out for a run every day, even if it's for like 30 minutes, like that's important. Like I'm going to make time for it. And then, you know, maybe pay attention to the alternatives. Maybe this job is after, you know, you pay attention to your emotions. Maybe you're like, you know what? I'm going to start looking for another job because this is not lining up with my priorities. It's not lining up with my morals. It's not lining up with, with the life that I want for myself. You know, and again, until you you stop and think, maybe you're not even ever considered changing career, just start looking for another job, you know. And then again, implement tiny little changes every day. You know, do a five-minute breath exercise every day. That's like five minutes out of your day. You can do that when you're in the bathroom. You can do that when you're like cooking yourself breakfast. You can do that, you know, when you're doing something else in the beginning, just so you feel that you're like being good to yourself and also being productive because that's one thing you know i have to be productive and be good to myself and then and then i learned that no actually i don't have to be productive i can just be good to myself for a little bit but you know implement tiny little things and then notice those differences what it, what it happens in your body when you implement those little tiny changes you know go for a block around go for a walk around your block and then notice how you feel at the end of that day that you did and then notice how you feel the day that you did not go like you're probably going to notice something and then see see how you feel and then go from there. You know, actually make a list of the things that you're going to implement. Do your own research. See what works for you. We're going to post it on our social um, media, those articles that we are talking about a lot here because I think it will be amazing for you guys to read and, you know, get your own critical thinking hat and, and move on from that. Yeah. And no, like, you know, it's not going to be perfect every day, but at least, you know, and if you can implement some of these things, like it does work. Like I, like I said, like, although I'm not cured and I, I don't think it's like, again, like any other disease kind of thing, you know, like you never stop being an alcoholic. You just need to remind, like make the decision every single day, not to have a drink. You know, an alcoholic never stops being an alcoholic. They never stop craving a drink. Same thing happens for us for things like, you know, working long hours or any other type of like extreme, like any extreme behavior you have, like that never really goes away. It's just you making the decision every single day to not fall back into that behavior. And that takes time and a lot of practice. So little steps takes us a long, long, long way, even when you don't see it right away. Yeah. And like self-compassion, you know, sometimes I go through these phases that I have like zero compassion for myself. I'm kind of in that phase uh, right now that I have to like really be really, really, really um, disciplined to have compassion with myself and not, you know, say bad things to myself and not have a bad thought pattern because then I fall into this crazy you know tornado of negativity so like i'm like really managing 
to like not do that. Uh, but it, it is really, really, really hard. So, you know, one step at a time, maybe, you know, you're doing great for three days and then the fourth day you're like, damn, I did, I did everything wrong. It'd be like, okay, I'm learning, forgive yourself and do better the next day. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. That's, what What else can you do? <laughs> Call yourself names. Like, what are the options here? Yeah, there's like, not a lot of options. No. Yes. And again, like Natalie said before, we are talking from experience, you know. We are talking from experience. Like, we are suffering with you guys. I promise we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, I think this is great, at least for me, like, again, I had a really tough week. So like having this conversation and it's just, again, a reminder of like what the things that I still need to work on and like just a constant reminder that, you know, it's not going to be all be perfect. So for me, this this episode, like all of our episodes, I think, um, you know, kind of it's very healing for me. So I thank you all for listening. (laughs) especially yeah. you Milena you have to listen to me a lot <laughs> no I no we are learning together and I found like this really good quote from Michelle Obama that say we need to do a better job of putting ourselves higher on our to-do list oh, so, I love that yes oh my so I've started and you know we're we're finishing the episode but I have started this like notebook and what I do every morning is I write one thing that I'm grateful for um but I think that should be part of my work to-do list. I should put like on my same list that I put my work stuff at the top very top I shouldn't start my work to-do list until I've done the things that I need to do for myself in the morning. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's Michelle, but I'm not going to take credit. Thank for you, it. Michelle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Well, we know we love, we'd love to connect with you. We are on Instagram. Our handle is mama.relax with two X's. So any questions, if you need anything from us that maybe we mentioned and we forget to put on our social media or anything like that, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, we will see you guys on the next episode.